Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo. On IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America, one of the most exotic one-make series in the world, makes it return to Virginia International Raceway this weekend for rounds 9 and 10 of the 2022 season. Fans on hand, why would they not be? This is the largest racing facility that IMSA goes to in all of North America, Virginia International Raceway, such an iconic venue built during the heyday, the renaissance of sports car racing in the United States in the late 1950s when Watkins Glen and Road America were built. And this racetrack has everything good passing in turn one, the climbing S's up to turn 12, still known as Oak Tree, even though that tree is no longer there. Down the long back straightaway and a great outbreaking opportunity there in turn 14 through the roller coaster, 14 to 17. And through Hogpen, the last corner on the racetrack, and that leads you down the long front straightaway. Welcome in, everyone. Brian Till along with Jeremy Shaw, and we have a field of Lamborghini Super Trofeo or Archon Evos ready to go. And this is, Jeremy, this is getting late in the season, 9 and 10 out of 12 weekends. The last two rounds in the United States and several of the four championships are narrowing down, not broadening out. That's very true. We've got a tremendous uh, battles really in all four classes at the moment. Uh, yeah, a few a bit closer than others, but uh, particularly at the, in the pro-am category, just two points separate the leaders there. Uh, and uh, in in the other classes, uh, except for pro, where Carmarcelli and Danny Formal have got a pretty good advantage, they're within ten points in the other the two classes. We've got four classes of driver here. They're all running exactly the same Lamborghini Huracan uh, Super Trofeo Evo 2 version new for this year. But we've got seven pro teams. We've got five pro AMs, six AMs, and seven in the LB Cup, which are basically drivers who are new to the sport. Should be an exciting contest, Brian. Oh, absolutely. And how fast is this Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2? Well, in the first practice session, they were faster than any GTD car in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Now, different track conditions, I'll grant you all of that, different drivers, but it just gives you a good idea just how fast, just how fast these cars and how fast these drivers are, Jeremy. And speaking of the drivers, why don't you take us through the grid for today's race? Yeah, so 25 cars at the back of the field. Car number 18 is Tiger Tari uh, in car number 18. On row 12 of the grid, Lucas Peterson from Sweden in car number 42, alongside Fred Roberts from Canada in car number 89. 22nd on the grid, Rodrigo Valles from in car number 34 from Mexico, and alongside him, Tom Tate from, from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona in car number 64. Row 10 is John Hirschberg in car number 14, alongside Alex Au from Hong Kong, making his debut this weekend in car number 20. Row 9, Slade Stewart, the leader in LLB Cup points coming into this weekend in car number 14, alongside Wesley Slimp in car number 9. Row 8, Anthony McIntosh, another debutant this weekend, running in the LB Cup category, second fastest in that class in qualifying. He was starting car number 49 for Precision Performance Motorsports. Alongside him, the teammate car, number 48, is David Starb. 
Row seven, Randy Salari at car number three, alongside Shane Chandrasoma, who's the AM pole sitter in car number 19 for MCR Racing. Twelfth on the grid, a magnificent effort by Charlie Martin, who, with a birthday this week, uh, has celebrated that. Uh, but uh, they had a, she had a win last time out at Road America for Dream Racing Motorsport in car number 54. She will start 12th on the grid alongside her. Another female, Ashton Harrison in car number 25 for Wayne Taylor Racing. Row five, Sebastian Carrazzo in car number 47 alongside Bryson Liu in car number 46. Two pro cars on row four, Jordan Missing in car number 53 alongside Luke Berkeley in car number 23 running this weekend with Torino Racing by D Motorsports sharing that car with Richard Antonucci. Row three of the grid is Billy Johnson in number 71 for TPC Racing. And then the pole sitter in Pro-Am, Patrick Liddy, in number eight for Ogara Motorsport Change Racing US Race Tronics. His teammate in the pro category is number 50, Patrick Cuyala will start fourth alongside Dario Capitanio in number 27 for Dream Racing Motorsports. Two more pro cars on the front of the grid. The championship leader, Danny Formal for Wayne Taylor Racing in number one will start second, but on the pole position for the seventh time in his career in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America for D Torino Racing by D Motorsports in number 88 from Italy is Loris Spinelli. Should be a great one, Jeremy. We talk about the championships on the line. Your championship leader in the pro category, Danny Fermal, Kyle Marcelli, in that black and blue prestige performance, number one outside the front row. Their nearest competitors in the championship directly behind them. It's a comfortable lead right now, but they need to leave this weekend with more than 32 points in hand if they want to cement this championship. I talked to Kyle Marcelli earlier today. He said that may be hard to do. Spinelli in the green, white, and red Lamborghini. Brings them down slow, and now they are off and running. Torino Racing, D Motorsports side-by-side side with the number one. And Formal not going to let Spinelli have it easily. I, oh, and he goes around. Your championship leader is around. Second and third place cars both spun on the entry to turn one. It didn't look like there was contact between those two, it. Brian. I didn't it see it either, weird. Jeremy. No, I saw the, th the third place car, which I think was uh, was uh, Dario Capitano spinning first, and then right in front of him, Danny Formal looping it around as well. So that was that was really weird. We'll have a look at that one again. But uh, tremendous break there for Loris Spinelli, who's going to be out in the front of this field. Let's have a look at the at the replay. Come into turn one, Spinelli's got a good lead, and yeah, there was contact. Uh, okay, he, so, he yeah. gets collected, I believe, by the second place starter. That would have been. Or by the third place starter, I should say, that would have been Dario yeah. Capitano. Yeah, he got he he got uh, Dario Capitano. His left front got into the right rear of Danny Formal and turned both of those cars around. So that's uh, well, well, it's uh, turned out tremendous news for uh, Torino Racing uh, by D Motorsports because not only is Loris Spinelli leading this race, but I think that uh, Luke Berkeley might have fought his way through all that carnage in turn one uh, to emerge in his first outing with his team. It's a brand new car, that number 23. I think he was up into second place. Well, now what I'm worried about, as you see, Valles trying to get back to the pit lane with that cut down right rear tire. I would be worried about that on the number one as Ashton Harrison side by side with the number three of Randy Solari into turn 14 at the end of the back straightaway. I mean, Marcelli with, or Danny Formal with that hit on the right rear, Jeremy, I would be concerned about it because that's exactly the problem that we see for Baez as he tries to get back and they've got a long way to go until the pit stop, the mandatory pit stop before he can get back around. And now Baez shedding parts. 
Yeah, shedding shedding rubber at least, and uh, he's got a long, long way to go. He's going to struggle to get that car all the way back to the pit lane. So he'll stay under green for the moment, despite a fair bit of debris there on the outside Ooh. of turn one. There goes the rest of the tire carcass from Vias's car. I and, think what uh, you've got to be concerned from... about it is the carbon fiber bits, Jeremy. I mean, yeah. you look at them running them over in turn one. There's a lot of debris on the racetrack, and that's not good for any of these competitors. But yes, Laura Spinelli, that great jump from the start, and Formal was going to contest it. And I think that, you know, we just saw Capitanio try to hold down to the inside on these cold Pirelli tires, couldn't do it, made the contact. And now Formal and Marcelli are going to have a long way to go. But in speaking about the championship, Jeremy, when I talked to them earlier in the day, they said, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Bad luck here. But don't get emotional. Don't make a mistake trying to get to the front because your championship is still alive. You still have a comfortable lead. Well, so that's uh, you know, very good advice. And that's something they have to heed here because uh, you know, it's one little incident that might take you out of contention for one particular race, perhaps. But looking at the big picture, all Danny Formal needs to do is uh, you know, get himself some reasonable points here. He's in recovery road right now. Damage limitation, if you like. But, uh, yeah, he's been in that position before as a racing driver, so he won't get too flustered, and he'll do the best he can to work his way as far forward through the field as possible. So a big, lap, uh, big gap there for Loris Spinelli at the front of the field. He's extending it now with his teammate, Luke Berkeley. I tell you what, Luke Berkeley's had no luck at all uh, this, thus far this season. He's been running with Dream Racing Motorsport for the first several races. Made the switch this weekend across to Torino Racing by D Motorsport uh, and uh, uh, they put together a, a really, really good car for him. Uh, he qualified in the uh, seventh position, did Luke Berkeley, youngster from South Florida, but he's running well now and uh, Danny Duenas and Andrea Torino will be delighted with the way this race is going in the early stages. New fastest lap of the race there for Loris Spinelli. Extends his lead over his teammate Luke Berkeley. Uh, out to four seconds now. In third position is Bryson Liu, who made his way through that uh, through that uh, schmozzle at the first corner. He started ninth. He's now running third in the best, best of pro-am cars. Ahead of Patrick Kuyala, just ahead of Patrick Kuyala in car number 50, another uh, pro cars. And then the am leader, Chan, uh, Shrian Chandrasoma, for MCR Racing in car number 19. That's that uh, very distinctive gold-liveried car. He started back in 13th position and now running in fifth. But let's talk about championships, Jeremy. You know, we were just talking about the one in the pro category. Let's go to Pro-Am, where Bryson Liu has turned in a spectacular form performance up to the third spot overall leading in Pro-Am, and that is not good news for the 25 of Ashton Harrison and Tom Long. Harrison and Long came into this weekend with the championship lead, as you pointed out, by two, but it got cut to only one point after the second round of qualifying. And Bryson Liu and John Capestro Dubetz are the closest competitors to Tom Long and Ashton Harrison, only one point back as you look at debris fly down the back straight. Man, that was a uh, that went a long way up in the air, didn't it? That hit the windshield of, uh, I think that was Charlie Martin's car, was it? Who uh, was coming along there, made uh, it, whatever it was, it looked like a. I don't know what it was. It was a, just a, a, a bit of bodywork, uh, I think, in any case, off one of the cars farther forward. Um, and it uh, flew up way up in the air, landed directly on the number 25 car, and then flew up even higher up in it. So yeah. Look at this replay again. Look at it again. There it goes. I think it was off the there back of 
of possibly the number 46 car of Bryson Lou. And Looks then, like a white and green piece with a six man, on it. Yeah, man, and that's scary. Truly, that was Charlie Martin's 54. I'm sure a big blink for her when she saw that coming down. Um, it could have been off. I think it was off the 46. Yeah, I think you're right. That would be Bryson Lou's machine that we were just talking about running in the third spot overall. And Ashton Harrison not going to let... <laughs> Charlie Martin get by easily, but the thing they have to remember is this is two different classes of cars. We talk about this all the time. Charlie Martin, she is in a different class than Ashton Harrison. And for Harrison right now, maybe the thing to do is tuck in behind Martin, who can help you down those long straightaways and see if the two of you can't draw up to the next nearest competitor up the racetrack, which is, I think, Patrick Liddy, a good ways up the racetrack. And if Martin can help Harrison get to Liddy, that's big because... Now that is class on class. Harrison needs to get past. Yeah, it, it, yeah. And, and talking of uh, moving up through the field, uh, car number one, Danny Formal, having oh. rejoined pretty much to the back of the field around about 20th position. He's up now into the 12th place, is car number one, Danny Formal. That's a, a stop by the side of the race track. I think that's Dario Capitanio. That, that's what I was wondering. I think it is. He's out of that car. Is it the 23 or is it? The 27, I can't tell. It's 27. Yeah, it's 27, yes. yeah. No, the 23 car is now is different different colors now. It's running with a different uh, different team. It's 23. That's Luke Berkeley who's running in second position. But So this just a one-bit-ball car in the field this weekend. Derek Capitano, who started uh, up at the front, but it was he that made contact with Danny Formal on that first lap. So whether he maybe hold a radiator or something like that, some damage, perhaps the front of that car oh. caused him to pull off there. And, well, uh, and and he was about to receive a drive-through penalty anyway for incident responsibility yeah. in turn one with that incident, but the car never made it back around. Um, that will kind of serve its purpose either way for Danny Formal because it'll be a position that he picks up on the racetrack, but Formal still with a long way to go. This race far from over with. We talk about the pit stop as well, Jeremy. That will come at the 20-minute mark. And a problem here for the 54, that's Charlie Martin. Been engaged. She had been engaged with a, a pretty tough battle with Ashton Harrison in the 25. Did they get together? Or that is that notorious 11-12 complex up at the far end of the racetrack. And it is so easy to drop a left rear wheel coming off of turn 11. Perhaps that's what Martin did. Uh, possibly so. But also in that battle... Uh, I Going up the hill, at least, or going onto that lap, was Danny Formal working his back way back up through the field. So I don't know whether he was involved in that as well. Uh, let's have a look, see if we can get a uh, some evidence of it. I That's saw the, battle the three between... cars go in, but they were well separated into turn 11 when they got there. I think she did that on her own. Yeah. And you scared me when you said Danny Formal was had been charging up because it's one of those deals of. Don't make a mistake when you're trying to get back through the field to get your position back to move others out of the way because that's just going to get you a trip down pit lane. So it looks like Charlie Martin does that on her own up in turn 11. We continue up front with Laura Spinelli leading, then Luke Berkeley, then Bryson Liu, Ashton Harrison, fourth in the order right now, and that's big in the championship. The 
lead in the championship in Pro-Am could change today if it were to end that way. But as we said, still a long way to go. Good battle here. And that's the thing I think is so neat about this championship, Jeremy, is we've said it before, everyone racing the same car, regardless of your experience as Spinelli heads down through the roller coaster, regardless of the experience you have, you're running the exact same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2 that every other driver is. You've got drivers like Laura Spinelli, one of the fastest sports car drivers in the world against drivers making their debut this weekend in the same machinery. And I think that is cool. This is a cool battle here. Carrazzo in the 47, the red, yellow, and black diving down through the roller coaster in that green and white number eight of Patrick Liddy right behind, really putting the pressure on. Yes, some super battles here all the way through this field, really. This is the battle then uh, for the... Uh, which position is that? But seventh uh, right behind Chien Trentosoma. So, yeah, seventh and eighth positions there. Uh, Patrick Liddy, who was very fast in, in qualifying and had a better lap going, he told me, just before the start of this race. But unfortunately, he was trying to get past the slower car at, uh, at turn 4B and made a mistake, put the, put the car in a tire wall, which meant that... His co-driver, Damon Oki, was not able to get out in the second qualifying session. That'll set the grid for race two tomorrow, but the car is repaired now, and he's trying to work his way forward. I think he was one of the guys who was kind of held up in that first corner chamozzle uh, here in this race, but he's now, uh, he's, I think he's finally perhaps got past uh, Sebastian Carrazzo. That'll be for second in Pro-Am. Take a look at the start again. You'll see Spinelli with the great jump and the red, white, and green number 88 from pole from all outside in the white and black prestige performance entry, the number one. And then in the third position, Dario Capitanio in the number 27. Capitanio is just going to get a little loose right down around the apex as Formal tries to stay with Spinelli and right there a little twitch and... Capitanio yeah. into the side of Fromal, and that's what sets Fromal back. But Fromal, last time I was looking at the screen, he is now right there behind that battle of the 47 and the 8. So he's up to ninth overall and pressing Carrazzo and Liddy to move forward. The most important thing is, as he moves forward past those cars, if he can get by him, he'll get closer to the other pro cars in front of him. True. Uh, and uh, he's uh, just looking at that replay again at the start. Capitano, just, he just left his braking too late going to the first corner. Just got a bit too optimistic there, trying to carry too much speed into that kind of triple apex, which is really what uh, turn one is. Uh, there's kind of one apex as you're braking. Then there's a second apex, and going kind of heading towards that, he just drifted wide and into the into the right rear corner of uh, Danny Formal. So uh, Danny Formal completely blameless there, and he's working his way back up through the pack. A little bit farther back down the field, it's now, uh, that was the, the, the distinctive pink car of Slade Stewart, <laughs> who's just behind Charlie Martin, who, who has recovered. Actually, he might have got past her, in fact. Yeah, I think he has now. And leading the LB Cup class, running in the 16th position overall, is Anthony McIntosh uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's running for Precision Performance Motorsports in that kind of 49. And he's about three seconds clear of John Hirschberg in second place in LB Cup. So great. And Slade Stewart is one of the fan favorites every weekend here because of the color of that car and everything, all the attention that it gets. And it's his daughter, Amelia, who designed the color of it. They actually gave out 
about 40 stuffed pink unicorns today during the fan walk, and they've got a, a pink unicorn headband that I know you want to get a hold of as well, Jeremy. <laughs> and they gave about 30 of those out, so you may see them on the cameras in the fan zones around the racetrack. Uh, and it's been there. There we go. There are some of the unicorns in a close-up look of the car. And I hope we have this picture. There's Kelly Brule, who's the PR person, does such a great job with Flying Lizard Motorsports. And, I mean, the entire paddock is decorated. That's the picture I wanted. Thomas Blom on the left, strategist for Flying Lizard Motorsports, one of the best in the business, and team principal Darren Law with their pink unicorn hats on. And there's Amelia right there, who designed and it's great stuff and it has attracted so much attention to not only that team and Slate Stewart really the entire series it's been great to see them so there is uh, Slate Stewart then he's uh, right ahead of him on the road is uh uh, John Hirschberg is running second in LB Cup. He's number 13. He'll be sharing that car with Ophi Olivi this afternoon. That's for Ogara Motorsport uh, Change Racing. And right behind uh, Slade Stewart is his good friend uh, Tom Tate in car number 64. He runs in the L in the uh, AM class as uh, Slade Stewart. I think just brought that car into the pit lane. Yeah, that's not where you want to be, is in the pit lane or has the window open yet? 34 minutes remaining. Uh, Should have. No, we're only 50. No, we're only 15 minutes no. into the race. So yeah, that's right. Needs another five. He, yeah, there he is into the pit lane. And was there a penalty? Yes, there was a penalty for changing columns before the start. Drive-through penalty for Slade ah. Street in car number 14. Uh, they, they they line up in two by two formation, and it's it's a little bit uh, tricky here at VIR because. The front straight, the, the, the front straightaway in front of the pits has two or three kinks in it. So it's very easy. If you're on the outside, it's very easy to be, if there's no one alongside you, to be drawn into pulling across to, to the, you know, to the, the shorter line on the inside. Uh, if there's somebody alongside you, you can't do that because you know, right. physically you're going to make contact. But if there isn't anybody alongside you, it's very easy to get tempted to do so. And I think that's probably what happened for Slade Stewart. And, uh, the rules are the rules, and a penalty it is then for the LB Cup Championship points leader, and that could be costly. Yeah, it could be costly, especially when you have guys like Anthony McIntosh showing up, making his debut this weekend. We were talking about him a little bit earlier, a great run that he had in his debut. We'll talk more about him sh here shortly as Spinelli still out in front, then Berkeley chasing him down, Patrick Kuyala, then Bryson Liu, and Billy Johnson. Billy Johnson on a comeback this weekend they have found some things in that car and for the 71 team at tpc motorsports they were on good pace today these two having a great battle luke berkeley the 23 just in front of the 50 of patrick kuyala the black and orange arrow livery on the 50 trying to chase down the 23 in front that italian flag livery just like laura spinelli is driving those cars so confusing jeremy you and i talk about this all the time you see them and you see only the right side, it's green. You see only the left side, it's red. And then Billy Johnson bringing up the back of this train. He said, you know, all year long, it, it's taken us to find the nuances with this chassis. All of, the, all of the cars are the same, Jeremy, but you and I both know from being around motorsports 
they all wear differently. They all break in differently. A chassis flex is something that you have to deal with, the torsional rigidity of it, and you really need to see what you want. May not be what your teammates' chassis wants because the chassis are a little bit older, a little bit newer, or they just missed a flex a little bit more. The Billy talked about his his position. Yeah, so certainly every car is uh, different there, and that's a brand new car that's running in in the second position with Luke Berkeley. Uh, right behind him is Patrick Kuyala, who's moved himself ahead of uh, uh, Bryson Lou there, who still leads in that uh, kind of green, black, and white car, just ahead of Billy Johnson in car number 71. So the 46, number 71, battling for the fourth and fifth positions on the racetrack. Uh, but uh, Bryson Lou, he's the leader in Pro-Am. He's got uh, three pro cars ahead of him. He's got Billy Johnson and then Danny Formal, who is next up on the road up into sixth position after early spin is Danny Formal. He's got some ground to make up to catch these guys, but uh, he's just uh, reset uh, his best lap. In fact, the fastest lap of the race last time around for Danny Formal, a 145.684 for the uh, Costa Rican. So he is flying along there in car number one for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number one. Let's talk championships again, Jeremy, and knowing where you are and where you stand and who your competitors are. Billy Johnson in the 71 from TPC, the red, white, and blue entry, closing down through the roller coaster on the back of Bryson Lou, that bright green, black, and white number 46, but they are in different classes. Lou leads in Pro-Am, and Jeremy, if the race ended right now, they would lead the championship in Pro-Am, but he's got to hold off Billy Johnson behind him, not make a mistake if Johnson tries to get by. He's not really racing him. It's Ashton Harrison, who's its third. She and Tom Long are the championship leaders, but only by one point right now after the two qualifying sessions. So Harrison on the way up, and quite honestly, she's probably hoping that Billy Johnson and Bryson Liu stay tight, stay fighting, and slow down a little bit, and it allows them to close back in on that fight because Bryson Liu right now in the catbird seat, he and John Capestro Dubets in Pro-Am. Yeah, that's a very good point. And, and furthermore, Ashton has just made a pass last time around on uh, Sebastian Carrazzo. And that is a battle not only for position on the racetrack, but also in Pro-Am as well. So Ashton up to third place now ahead of Sebastian Carrazzo for third in the, uh, the Pro-Am class. So a uh, good job again by Ashton Harrison is this battle as they're working past a slower car there. This is a battle for second position with the uh, the second of the red, white, and green cars. Luke Berkeley just holding on, Edit Patrick Keala. There's uh, uh, Charlie Martin off the road again, this time through the roller coaster. It's been a difficult day for Charlie. A little bit of a gap. Bryson Lou pulls out this time over Billy Johnson, who had been right there. The leader, meanwhile, uh, Laura Spinelli's pulled out to over 13 seconds now over his uh, teammate, Luke Berkeley. But Berkeley's still doing a really good job to hold on in that uh, second position. Oh. Just uh, right behind them, there comes the, the, the pit. Yes, the yeah. uh, window's 21 open. minutes left. So the window is open for pit stops. We had several cars towards the back of the field came in last time around. I would expect to see Ashton Harrison in as well because the 46 of Bryson Lou dives in. And unless Ashton Harrison has completely empty racetrack in front of her, 
and she can get a super lap in, pitting now and putting Tom Long in to do battle with John Capestro Dubetz, two fresh drivers getting in at the same time would be advantageous. Now, for Bryson Lou, if he was caught up in traffic a little bit, you want to get in out of that traffic, not waste any more time on the racetrack. Take the time that you're losing on the racetrack and just go ahead and put it on pit lane. Let your driver get in. So I don't know if the 25 pitted or not. I think she did. And that would put the 25 on pit lane as well. Yep, she is indeed in pit lane. Tom Long will take over there. Minimum time on these pit stops. Different for two and one driver formats. I believe it's 81 and 84 seconds this weekend, Jeremy. Good question. <laughs> My memory serves me correctly. That's what I saw. And the three, extra, mind, the, the three extra seconds for those single driver formats. Jeremy and I talk about this all the time. That driver comes into the pit lane knowing exactly the racetrack that he left and knowing the race car that he's in. When you hand it over to another driver, they've got to go acclimate themselves to both the car and the track. And so the single driver format has a little bit of an advantage. And I think the officials and the creators of Lamborghini Super Trofeo were spot on when they said, hey, hang on a second. Let's find a way to make this a little bit more equal two driver formats to one driver format. And that's what they did. That three extra seconds for a single driver format. Yeah, it does work out well, doesn't it? As we, and it, it's almost exactly a lap here because we saw there that uh, Loris Spinelli completes another lap. He's going to stay out uh, as long as possible before handing over the car to Gianu uh, Torino. Those two, by the way, have, uh, they, won, they swept the weekend at Road America last time out. So they're on a streak right now, and Doris Spinelli, he's staying out front. But right behind him on the racetrack, uh, actually right ahead of him, excuse me, on the racetrack, is the number 23 car that had been running in second place, has, however, made its pit stop, and it is now uh, the the uh, the most successful driver in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America history, Richard Antonucci, who's taken the wheel of that car. 67 previous starts, 21 previous wins, two times a champion. There's a big spin for Slade Stewart. Wow. You don't have a lot of small spins here at VI. Let's take a look at that. Coming up through the climbing S's, you certainly don't have small spins in this climbing S's. Drops the right rear inside the apex curbing, driver right. And it may take him a while to get his balance back after that. I've never seen a Lamborghini spin. That was like a top. I've never seen one spin that way. But Slade Stewart, no harm, no foul. Back underway, and the unicorn's definitely dizzy. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. <laughs> a problem for Billy Johnson. Uh -oh. He's just come out of the pit lane, but he's yes. not up to speed. Now well, he's going. He is now. Maybe, maybe he couldn't. Uh, the, there is a pit, pit lane speed limiter on these cars. I wonder whether he was fumbling around there trying to uh, disengage that limiter as he came out at the end of the pit lane. He's clearly done so now. He's up to speed again in that car number 71. He's running fifth position before this round of pit stops. We'll see how, how costly that was as he dives inside the LB Cup car of uh, John Hirschberg uh, in turn four. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious when he came out of the pit lane he was not up to speed and then all of a sudden the car leapt forward so perhaps you're right jeremy and i don't know if you're trying to go and the speed limiter hasn't disengaged yet if you don't have to slow back down below pit lane speed to get it to disengage kind of 
deal as the 53 now on pit road. But for Billy Johnson, he seems to be back up to speed. He does. So that's uh, that's uh, certainly good news uh, for him. And uh, he will uh, we'll see where he where once the pit once the uh, pit sequence is completed. I think the only car is yet to make a pit stop is Patrick Liddy. Uh, so you can still, it's 26 minutes into this race. Any time between 20 and 30 minutes into the race, you can make your pit stop. And I think it was a good call here by the uh, Torino Racing with D Motorsports to bring the race leader, Loris Spinelli, into the pit lane, hand it over to uh, Gianno Torino. And I think he's got a pretty handy lead over everybody else by the yeah, time he has made that stop. I don't remember exactly where Spinelli was because we were looking at other excitement on the racetrack. If he had a clear racetrack in front of him i think i would have left him out until the bitter end but um handing over to Gianno torino probably wasn't a bad idea as that youngster right. very quick in behind the wheel of one of these lamborghinis and it gives him a little bit more time in the car as the team car 23 and, and, with antonucci on board working his way through true uh, brian and particularly if there had been a full course caution then uh, ah, that, that could have hindered the number 88 team so uh, bring him in there he's got a huge lead Jano is fast and getting faster by the race weekend so get in there get you know clean track get the pit stop done you don't have to worry about any other extraneous factors get him back out on the racetrack well that's a great point because you think about the lap time around here being a minute and 46 if you're on it call it a minute and 50 and as we're closed down on this pit window all of a sudden, you get a full course caution and you have to slow to safety car speed somewhere around 100K, let's say. Well, your lap time automatically almost doubles. You may not get back to the pit lane before the pit window closes. And if you don't, that's your problem because you had the opportunity exactly. to pit earlier and you didn't take it. So that's an excellent point, Jeremy. Yeah. So basically waiting for Liddy, Spinelli should, or the 88, should be the leader when they do get everything sorted out. Giuliano Torino is in the ADA. We should see that timing and scoring click over. He needs to change his driver's ID plug. The officials not very accepting of that era. error, I should say. Ooh, so oh, and there's an error. Our race leader. Yeah, and we talked about that earlier when we saw Charlie Martin do it, and we said it's real easy for that to happen. She had that same mistake, I believe, and just gets a little wide can't express to you how blind it is coming over turn 11 you don't really see it from outside but in the car as you come up and over it plateaus right there and you can't see the exit and if you're too right. wide there's nothing you can do about it because as the car lightens up you can't get it slowed down because the car is lighter 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 and you're trying to get your hands turned eventually you've got to breathe off of the throttle that moves weight to the nose of the car the rear gets light at that plateau and around it goes. Yeah, and he just carried a little bit too much speed into the first of the right-handers up there at turn 11 and 12 and missed that first apex. And as you say, that corner just tightens up on you all the way around. Uh, and that was a, a mistake there for Patrick. He'll be kicking himself, particularly that was his in-lap. But a good, well, yeah. did he make, yes, he, did. he is okay because we've only got 29 minutes. Yeah remaining in this race so he is in within the 30 that 10 minute window 20 minutes and 30 minutes into this 50 minute race so he's fine there and he will hand over this car now to uh, damon oki who's a, a two-time and am champion in this class uh, and uh, away he will go there's another spin for the number uh, 54 car it's jason ganyu keats now who's taken over from charlie martin tell you what it's been an eventful uh, race for charlie and for jason hasn't it wow yeah Oops, looks, he well, man, 
That was over in turn 10. And typically, when you go off in 10, it is a long ride. I've seen cars re-enter the racetrack at the back straightaway because they've gone so far off. You're not making any time by the time it slows down and stops. And you'll occasionally hear drivers say, but they shortcut the course. Well, they did distance-wise, but they lost time doing it. So no harm, no foul. But yes, that area of the racetrack can surprise you. It's one of the great things about Virginia International Raceway, and we talked about that at the very open of the show, built in the late 50s, kind of that renaissance of sports car racing here in the United States, Watkins Glen, Road America, Mid-Ohio, some of the coolest racetracks around built kind of during that era. And I don't think VIR has gotten all the love it probably could have over the years because of the, the downtime when it was closed and kind of returned basically to its farming roots before it was resurrected again. Um, in the 80s and 90s and but since then man what a facility and they just keep improving more campgrounds more viewing areas this year and it's just a place that you love to come back to yeah absolutely right yeah here here in road america uh, are the two tracks in this country that just made uh, massive improvements on a regular basis now over the last several years and fabulous facilities and uh, there's another spin. This oh, is no. uh, this, this is not Patrick Liddy. This no. will be Damon Oakey, who's just, of course, left the pit lane, and he spins on his outlap at Turn 4A there. Boy, I tell you what, we've seen an awful lot of spins in this race, but thankfully, well, no, You're not let's just leave say it at that. that. Let's leave it at that. We had lots yeah, of spins. Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not going any farther Thank with you. that. Thank you. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think what I think the key, though, is, Jeremy, I'm going to correct one of your words. They haven't made massive improvements over the years. They've made investments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, point. they've made investments in their facility that return. It returns investments to the drivers, returns the investment to the spectators, to the fans that come here. And that, in turn, returns investment to the owners of the facility. And they build upon itself. And they've done such a great job of it. And it's become a destination both for the racers and the race fans alike. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> There's a lot of money down in turn one, three, three abreast there. And so, who is caught up in it? The 23 is in there. The one, Kyle Marcelli so, trying to work his way to the front. Man. So that, that was a replay at the start there, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? That's no, what it yeah, looked right. like. No, it wasn't. That's the, that's the thing. And here we are, uh, you know, 32 bits into this race, and there's a group of about six cars uh, nose to tail and or side by side into turn one. Brilliant stuff. But Jonathan uh, Torino now, he's got nearly 15 seconds over Eduardo Piscopo, who has taken over the number 50 car from Patrick Kiyala from Finland. Is now Piscopo in second position. In third place is John Capestro Dubetz, who leads in a pro am class for Presumably. Precision Performance Motorsports in car number 46. Right behind him now is Kyle Marcelli, who has relieved uh, uh, Danny Formal in the number one car, all the way up now to fourth position. A remarkable performance by that number one team. Yeah, it shows just how good that car is. And Kyle Marcelli doing the best he can with it to keep it moving forward. I'll tell you who I've been impressed with all year long, though, is JCD, John Capestro de Betts. And not just in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, in every series I've Seen him run in. He's another one of these young drivers that I think has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle over the years, Jeremy. And you and I are so familiar with that shuffle that takes talented drivers and kind of moves them to the background, out of sight, out of mind. But there's been a resurgence for JCD this year. He's had more opportunities in every opportunities he's had. 
he has made it shine and made it worthwhile for those who have put him in the opportunity to succeed. He's having a great run this year in everything he sits in. Another good run today. It's very cool to see that. I mean, he's 33 years of age now, is, is, is JCD, from San Diego, California. Yeah, a dozen years ago, he was kind of coming up through the ranks, was racing in the IMSA, uh, uh, what is now the, the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Uh, and then he kind of slipped off the radar screen. He you know, doesn't have the money to do this himself, uh, but got into coaching, works really hard coaching drivers and, and working with teams. And he's got all sorts of opportunities. And here he is now. And uh, this, uh, you know, it, it's wonderful. This sport, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And he's gathered all sorts of opportunities to drive this season and grasp it with both hands. Yeah, you, you don't make luck. You work luck. Indeed your work so. brings you the good fortune and the luck. It doesn't just fall on your lap. Closing down on 15 minutes to go in round nine of the 2022 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America Series. Round nine from Virginia International Raceway, site of nine and ten on the weekend, the fifth weekend for Lamborghini. Brian Till and Jeremy Shaw with you. Jano Torino, the youngster in the 88, out in front right now for Torino Racing by D Motorsports in that beautiful Italian liveried Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. Piscopo in second. Tom Marcelli, after the problems for his teammate Danny Vermal at the start, all the way up to third. You just wonder how much Pirelli tire Marcelli's going to have left by the end of this race, Jeremy. Yeah, good point. Uh, but uh, a tremendous run by them. And uh, here is this number 46 car of John Capestro Dubetz, the, the sort of green, black, and white car. And the JCD, he's, he, he's given up a couple of positions the last couple of laps here. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have wanted to do that himself, but he knows the bigger picture is championship. Uh, and uh, he knows that uh, if, he, if he can maintain the lead in that, uh, in that pro-am class, he will leave this, uh, this evening, going into tomorrow's second race of the weekend, with the championship lead in pro-am. He's got about 12 seconds over Tom Long, and that is what he will be focusing on right now. A little bit farther back down the road, a couple of positions further back, is Shian Chandrasoma in that gold car number 19 for uh, MCR Racing. And again, really, really good job uh, for this youngster from Austin, Texas. Another one who's uh, not yet uh, 20 years of age. Uh, and uh, he's you know, not done a lot of racing in the past. He's a uh, he's a uh, a student at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, studying business entrepreneurship, and he's studying pretty hard to be a pretty darn good racing driver as well. Well, I didn't know he went to Baylor. I thought I was the only race car driver that ever graduated from Baylor yeah. University, and actually, that's that's not true because oh, I can see him. Used to punt for Baylor after I left there when I finally graduated. Um, I'll think of his name here in just a second. Raced in IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for years, also out of Baylor. So, hey, we're turning out some race car drivers from the great state of Texas, several of them. And he has really had a great season. He came on strong, did Chandrasoma. Remember, he won the final round at NOLA, then the first round at Watkins Glen. Only a mechanical problem uh, kept him out of the high points in the second round at Watkins Glen, then came back with a Road America victory in round two there, race number two there, I should say. So, yeah, he's been a bit of a find for the series. Yeah, and he has. Really... Uh, uh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say, I mean, the, the, he had a, a mechanical problem in the second race. I think it was at Watkins Glen, didn't he, which took him out of contention. I think he was actually leading at the time. So without that, he would probably be leading the AM driver category coming to this weekend. As it is, however, he came over a 10-point deficit 
to David Staub and Nico Riga. And Nico now is has taken over from David Staub in that number 48 car. And he's running in the third position in AM. And he's got about eight seconds to make up on Randy Soleri. He was quicker last time around by about a second and a half. But Randy Soleri, he's a guy who's who's been in this series now for, for quite a long while. He's, he's, uh, he's one of the more experienced drivers in this category, but uh, he's getting better and better, is Randy, and he's running a very very fine second place in AM, 12th place overall. That's car number three. That's the uh, the Wentworth liveried car. Oh, he's had a great season, and I was talking to him at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park when he was wandering around there for the weekend, and we talked about his season, and he, he just has a smile on his face. He seems so relaxed. He said, I'm having a great time, having a ball. And I think it shows, you know, a lot of times for these drivers who don't make their living doing this, they press like they would press a business meeting or closing a deal. And the fact of the matter is they're better at closing a deal than they may be at pressing through VIR as you see the 53 drop wheels off. And it a lot of times when drivers like that relax and stop pressing so hard, the results come. True true let the car do the work yeah torino still out in front followed by pisco piscopo and marcelli look at some of that excitement and again that climbing turn nine ten both right side wheels completely off the ground but a great job by yoder to keep that car on the racetrack even i mean obviously aiden yoder dropped those wheels but there's the other thing that's real easy to do. Hey, I got to get back on the racetrack and you make a big lunge with the steering wheel. And all that does is get you backwards across to the other side of the racetrack very quickly. Did a good job. I always tell students, the first thing is straight. The second thing is slow. That's exactly what he did. He straightened his hands, then let the car slow down and brought it back on the racetrack. Great job. Yeah, it was. Um, and uh, man, that was that was tight. And he, he actually managed to still maintain his position ahead of. Oh, he's just lost it now. There to the the orange, uh, yellow, and black car. That is uh, uh, Brian Ortiz, who missed the two races at uh, Road America for a very good reason. His wife was uh, giving birth to a uh, to a youngster. So congratulations to the Ortiz family. Back again this weekend. And by the way, he was. He was credited with his points under force majeure uh, from Road America. So it was a a good weekend for his regular co-driver, which is uh, Sebastian Carrazzo. He had a a third and a fifth. uh, And the same amount of points will be credited to Brian Ortiz as well, because he had a good reason not to be there. So, uh, again, another really good decision, I think, by the the Lamborghini team here, Christopher Ward, who is the series manager. He just tries to make sure everybody... Is, uh, is is kept happy. Yeah, they, he does what he can to, to, to make things as equitable as possible. Well, I think he does a great job. You watch him with the four different classes and you'll see drivers moved one or two races into the year. They come in in one category and it becomes obvious very quickly that they belong in another one. And he will move them to make sure that, like you said, everything is equitable, Jeremy. And his leadership, his guidance here in North America has brought an explosion of entries into Lamborghini and good entries, good race car drivers. I used to say that Lamborghini was a place that it was fun to watch the Lamborghinis run. Now it's a place that's fun to watch the Lamborghinis race because you truly have world-class drivers. And the great thing is when these world-class drivers share the car with drivers with less experience, it brings them along. It builds the sport. We've seen records fields this year. 
And if the growth of this series continues, it's going to be just mind-blowing next year with the number of new cars that we see on the on the racetrack. Uh, copy that. Um, and um, the, the, the LB Cup leader, by the way, we talked about it being um, uh, Anthony McIntosh. Well, he's just had to serve Whoa. a drive-through penalty. This is a big spin for McIntosh, who was challenging Ophia Levy there for the lead in LB Cup. He's gone off the road in that car, but he had to serve a drive-through penalty for impeding another car at the pit lane exit after his pit stop. And uh, here's a replay of what happened. That's Ophia Levy in a kind of a 13 that leads the LB Cup class. And uh, Anthony uh. Uh, McIntosh had just tried to sort of pinch the car down, coming off turn three to get a better run, perhaps challenge down the inside of turn four. Unfortunately, he didn't get that far because the car was going backwards by then. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. He got in there, had more speed than he thought he had and was going to have to really tighten his hands up there to not make contact. That loaded the nose and brought him around. But, I mean, what a great story he is when you look at where he came from. And I'm talking about Anthony. I mean, he had, it was back in, I think it was 2019. He yes. just came back from El Capitan and Yosemite National Park had been climbing and then got very, very ill. And he almost passed away. They managed to determine it was some type of a, a infection that he had and the 25 is off this is big news in the Boeing. tom long off is that a mechanical problem or has he spun that car off the grass not seeming to be in a hurry to get back in the race this is huge it is he was running second position in pro-am in the uh, in the race but uh, he's losing a lot of ground here and he's doesn't seem to be in any hurry to get back on the racetrack, does he? So clearly something amiss there with that, with that uh, Wayne Taylor racing car number 25. Let's have a look. He just runs off the road on the exit of turn 17. That's kind of not unusual. We see a lot of cars do that. So what but what's unusual here? Yeah, what's unusual is the lack of urgency to get it back on the racetrack. I mean, I understand you don't want to tear it up. But he has already driven all the way down the front straightaway off the racing surface. Something tells me that he thinks he's got yeah. a problem and doesn't want to yeah. put fluid on the track. He's had opportunities to get it back on track by now. Yeah, I think and he's there he goes. That That's cast. what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Put it right across there to the pit lane exit. Oh, a... no. Yeah. I, don't know. I can't see what the problem is. Is the right rear? I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's pulled that car. Hats off. I mean, a very, very experienced driver, Tom Long. He's pulled that car out of harm's way. This shouldn't necessitate a full course caution. So hats off to him for doing that. No, I mean, such a professional job. Yeah. Aware the entire time it that is he had a problem. Is it? And it's just a local yellow, I think. Just a local yellow yeah. flag there. Should only be a local yellow, and they should be able to get that car removed very quickly so the local yellow can go away. But what a what a professional job under major duress because he knows when he left the racetrack, I'm sure that he did a very, very quick systems check and said, we have a problem. That's probably why he went off at the exit of Hogpen, I would imagine, is maybe fluid down on the rear tires. And he didn't want to come back on the racetrack, pollute it for anybody else, any of the other competitors, including those that are chasing him in the championship. Now it appears he's reversing through the grass to get back into a safe area where they can tug him out of the way. And even yeah. though he knows that is going <laughs> to 
significantly impact their championship. He has the safety and the sportsmanship of all the other competitors in, in mind. He needs an award for that. Hats off to Tom yeah. Long. Yeah, seriously impressive there for Tom Long. Uh, thanks. But look, here's another. Here's this battle again. It's still for LB Cup. Ophir Levy still leads at caliber 13. He's taken over that uh, Ogara Motorsport Change Racing US Electronics entry from uh, John Hirschberg, who drove the first stint. Uh, and but and he, for a little while ago, we saw him under challenge from Anthony McIntosh, who then had that spin. Well, now it's Fred Roberts from Canada in the NT eSport car number 89 that is right with Ophir and uh, trying to get that lead away. Meanwhile, about four seconds behind him and closing fast, having just set the new fastest lap of the race in that class, is uh, Anthony McIntosh in third place in caliber 49. He's not too far behind him now. He's going to catch him, I think. There's still three minutes remaining in this race, so it's going to be at least two more laps. It's going to be close. Yeah, no, I think he'll catch him. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was saying. I mean, for Fear Levy, he's going, come on, can I get a break? I, I lost one, yeah. now I've got another one. And then he knows McIntosh is still back there. Just to finish that McIntosh story, he came back from that climb on El Capitan and was very sick, like I said. They diagnosed it as a bacterial infection and treated it. But for a while, it was touch and go. They didn't know if he was going to survive. Obviously did, but then it was in the middle of the COVID pandemic. It was just building. He couldn't go back to the gym because there were no gyms open. He couldn't do anything. The only things that were open were racetracks. So he took a driving school and said, you know what? I never drove a race car in my life. I'm going to go do that. Went and drove a race car and said, I like this. I like it a lot. And it turns out, Jeremy, pretty darn good at it. Pretty darn good at it. Yeah, he's hooked up with Tyler Cook, uh, uh, who's helped him a lot. Uh, and Glenn McGee, too, who's a, a sim expert. Uh, and a, a good little partnership between those three. And uh, here he is now making his debut in the uh, Lamborghini Super Trofeo. He's close right in now onto the yeah, tail of the two leaders. Uh, here is one, two, three as they head round turn three. He's not going to make the same mistake this time at turn three as he's going to make that challenge. Meanwhile, the other comeback king, Kyle Marcelli, he's right with Eduardo Capiscopo. Here they come now out of the final corner, out of Hogpen to complete their 26th lap. And it'll be, yeah, this will be white flag next, uh, will it be white flag? Next time by. I would Probably think it would be by. next okay, time yeah, by. Yeah, next but time man. by it'll be. Yeah, so two laps to go, tremendous. Uh, so that battle for oh, second. Oh, look, he looks to the inside. Is he going to get him? Inside. Wow. Does, how does he have any rubber left on the tires? Danny Formal with a great drive, pressing, 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 moved that car up during the first set. And now Marcelli is absolutely magic. And Piscopo is under serious attack. Remember, Eduardo Piscopo, Patrick Kiala, they're second in the championship. It's Formal and Marcelli who lead it. And mathematically, anyway, Jeremy, and I know it's a long shot, Formal and Marcelli could wrap up the championship this weekend if they left with more than 32 points in hand. They have 26 right now. That would be some bad luck for Piscopo and Kuyala. But I'll tell you what, if... Marcelli could get in front of the 50 right now. That would certainly help in that points-gathering weekend. Yeah, true that. And uh, this is uh, yeah, really uh, interesting battles going on. And another interesting battle is for the 11th position out on the racetrack, actually 10th and 11th and 12th, because Damon Oki is running in 10th in the Pro-Am car. Right behind him is Randy Soleri in caliber three, who's running in AM's second position. And right behind him now is Nico Riga. Uh, in fact, as they cross the line, uh, 
both Solari and Riga have got past Damon Oki. So they're up into 10th and 11th and 2nd and 3rd in AM behind Shian Chandrasoma. But for Nico Riga, he wants to get past Randy Solari and secure maximum points. Or second points, excuse me. Time winding down. Final lap starts right now for Gianno Torino. Great run for this group from the drop of the green. Laura Spinelli, I think, and I was talking about this at another race weekend not too long ago about how underrated Laura Spinelli is. And to some extent, I think that has been by design. They've kind of kept him, Lamborghini has, out of being promoted too highly in the driver ranking system, so to speak, um, so that he's able to run in the classes that he runs in. But, I mean, he is one of the fastest, if not the fastest. We saw him last year, Jeremy. I think it was the fastest race lap in every race weekend that we had, did Laura Spinelli have. That's exactly right. He was running in the Pro-Am class last year, so not really going for the overall wins. But, yeah, fastest overall lap in every single race last year. That was pretty, pretty darn impressive. So right now, it's Torino. They're looking for another victory and see if they can do what they did at Road America, and that is for he and Laura Spinelli to sweep the weekend. Those are the only two wins they have on the season. The final lap for all the cars. White flag wave the last time by. Here's a good battle. The 13 trying to hold off a group of cars behind him. That's Levy with the lead in LB Cup in the 13. White flag waves on that group, racing all around this racetrack throughout the four different classes. And for Gianno Torino, this is it. Hogpin, one last time, past the compression. You can breathe. You can almost see the flag, but not quite because of the bends in the straightaway like we talked about, Jeremy. But there it is. Checkered flag, Gianno Torino, Pat and Laura Spinelli. They'll take the victory at VIR. Torino, Spinelli, win in Virginia. Super performance, really fine, nicely judged there by Giano. He was, was being closed upon by the end by that second place battle uh, with Piscopo just about holding on ahead of uh, Kyle Marcelli. But this is the third win for, uh, for Torino and third in succession. Uh, and it's the fifth overall win for Loris Spinelli. In AM class, in seventh position overall, uh, will be uh, Shian Chandrasoma in that goal, distinctive goal car uh, right behind the car in 64, which is a lap down, actually. Uh, that's Tom Tate, who is uh, a lap down. Shian Chandrasoma really, really wins. Again. Yeah, he does. i tell you what's big, though, Jeremy, is Jean Capestro de Betts, Bryson Liu, they win in Pro-Am. They take the checkered flag there. That is their fifth win of the season. They have been incredibly strong. Ashton Harrison, Tom Long have been incredibly consistent. But today for Tom Long and Ashton Harrison, their first race that they have not finished all season long, the first time they have not stood on the podium. What is going to happen in LB Cup? Here we go. McIntosh side by side with the 13 of Levy. Does he have it? He does. McIntosh wins on debut in LB Cup and Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Wow. Wow, that was incredible. I tell you, just look at the, the overall championship points there. Carl Marcelli and Danny Formal finished third here 
uh, will uh, maintain their lead. Uh, they'll they'll lose just a couple of points to uh, to to their pursuers, but 116 points for Marcelli and Denis Formal with the third successive win today and the pole position. Laura Spinelli and Gianna Torino they'll have 93 points. They will move ahead of the uh, second place finisher today, Patrick Cuyala and Piscopo by just one point. So really really tight there in the pro class in in pro am with a win today john capacity de Betts and bryson lou will be who's on the pole position in, in that class coming this weekend patrick liddy so uh, it, that's that's not relevant so uh, with this with the problem then for tom long and ashton harrison capacity de Betts and bryson lou will take over the lead in the pro am category going into the final three races of the season and let me correct something that I said about coming to the line. It was the 46 gap that got by the 13 of Ophir Levy. That was another class car. I thought it was Anthony McIntosh who would come up there. So Ophir Levy does indeed win in LB Cup. Yeah, that got was a number straight. Uh, a, a well-earned <laughs> win there for Ophir. He had to work really hard for that one. That's that's his uh, his and Hirschberg's uh, second LB Cup class win. And uh, very, very hard, hard earned there. But uh, Anthony McIntosh uh, has to make do with second place. But a tremendous battle between those two. And a tremendous battle all around this racetrack today. Round nine of 12 in the 2022 Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Series. Round 10 is tomorrow from right here at VIR. For Jeremy Shaw and Brian Till, thanks for joining us. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.